Parenting Today is a podcast produced by Reformed Youth Ministries. Whether you feel competent or confused in parenting, this podcast seeks to apply God's truth to the culture of today. For more information on this ministry, visit rym.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to Parenting Today. Um, I'm here with uh, Kurt Cooper and we've been talking about um, video games. And so we talked about that on Tuesday, kind of the, the good and the bad, and Kurt gave some uh, good uh, talking points for sure uh, to enter that discussion with your student or child. Um, so today, you know, as we're thinking about video games and how we can, you know, redeem them um, through that uh, creation, fall, redemption, restoration grid, um, I think, I guess, that the first place to start is boundaries, Kurt. Um, but what, mm. what are some boundaries that you have in place? Because I know when you as a as, not only a believer, but a grown man. I know you're not playing some of the video games. I'm, I'm assuming you're not, uh, that some of your students are playing. And, and so how do you just think through that? How do you draw the line? How do you say, okay, I'll play this video game. I'm not going to play that. Just give us some of your thoughts. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm just not getting to play as for near as much time as a lot of our students. I don't have the free time that a, that a high school or a, a, a college student has. So um, they're probably playing more time and more different of wider variety of games than I am. But as far as my personal boundaries, I just, I think of it like movies or like books. Like I've never read 50 shades of gray and I don't need to read it to know that I don't need to read it. Um, and there's lots, there are video games like that too. There are video games that are, I'm, I imagine there are video games that are sexually explicit, although I've never seen one, but um, I, I guess there are also video games that just have a bad worldview and um, and encourage uh, and really encourage sin and encourage uh, a way to think about the world that is a sinful way to think about the world. And uh, if there's a game like that, then even if it is allegedly a good game, it's technically proficient or the systems in it are um, creative. I just don't play it. And the game that I'm thinking of right now is like Grand Theft Auto. Um, I think I played that game when I was like an early version of that game when I was in high school, but mm-hmm. I would never play that game now. I mean, that's a game that really just kind of revels in bad behavior um, and murder and theft. And um, there's just all kinds of it's a, the people who make that game are skilled artisans. So I'm not saying that it's a bad game. Um, I mean, the people who make that game. Speaking. Artistically speaking, and just uh, technically speaking, they are at the forefront of um, of creativity. Um, they create whole cities and whole environments and characters and whole worlds and and backstories and all kinds of things. and And so, I'm not saying that, but uh, the game is designed for you to um, to rob and steal and kill and to really enjoy and relish in what you wouldn't do in real life. Um, but to get an opportunity, just even to run red lights, if you if you were, I played like Grand Theft Auto two or three. I don't remember a long time ago when I was in high school and um, and uh, you know, like even the driving when I played it, I just remember afterwards I was I was driving and I like had a more of an aggressive. I could feel myself being like more aggressive driving just because in that game you could just break all the traffic laws and drive on the wrong side of the road and you have wrecks and there are no consequences. And I could even, you know, so that's to be just a game that I would stay away from. I don't think that it encourages anything good. There's not um, a redemptive side uh, to that game. Um, or if there is one, it's so obscured in, um, in revelry and sin that it's probably not worth 
exploring. But there are really good video games, if I could turn it to a positive. I mean, I think one of the things that's ever present in video games is the idea of this hero who redeems the world. I mean, you think about the just like even the most simplest of video games, like Mario saves the princess from the dragon, right? I mean, well, that's basically taken straight from Revelation. I mean, like the hero saves – Jesus Christ saves his bride, the church, from who's, – who's been captured by Satan. I mean, like there you go. Like that's – it's the gospel right there, 8-bit gospel right there in Nintendo Entertainment <laughs> System. And there's – and that's a that's a very rudimentary game and also a rudimentary uh, example, but – you know, you find that a lot in video games. You find um, spiritual realities in video games, um, and you find uh, where there's a recognition of, of good and evil and of, and of the spiritual world, and you find that a lot in video games. And uh, so there is a – there is de- just like movies and just like books um, and television and it, all these other facets of our culture – um, there's there there are good things that point us back toward Christ from video games as well. So um, you know I think you can find that there. I, I'm thinking specifically of like uh, you know like the video game series Halo, which is really popular. You know there's this character um, and uh, you know, named the Master Chief who you know sacrificially redeems the world or saves the world from this threat. And you know. Again, that ha- that echoes what we believe to be the ultimate story, which is the story of Jesus Christ. So there are there are good video games, there are bad ones. I try not to play the bad ones. In fact, I really, you know, I can only the my time means that I can only afford to play like the games that are the like that are actually really good. I don't have time to explore like you know the indie games, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Encur- so yeah, I want to ask you something. Yeah, maybe push back a little bit on a comment uh, that you made on Tuesday, just about violence. Um, You know, I was thinking, you know, as you said that not too long ago, um, Ashley and I, we went to go see uh, the newest Mission Impossible movie. And um, as I watched that movie and then I got in my car afterwards, um, I thought Mm -hmm. about peeling out and just driving really fast because I had just yeah. seen all kinds of fast paced action, all this stuff. And then you just said sure. about, you know, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of, you say after you, you know, played Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto, you had this desire to kind of drive a little more recklessly. Mm-hmm. And so seeing how video games impacted, you know, your real life, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but then you were saying how violence didn't correlate to the real life and all that. And yeah. Just give us some, some of your thoughts on violence and, sure. um, you know, do you think well, it has any kind of an impact all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, so, all right, where to begin? Let's talk about violence first and then let's talk about how video game violence affects real life violence and real life aggression. Um, and, and how any viewing any aggressive things affect, um, our outward aggression. So, First of all, as far as violence is concerned, like I don't think that violence is something that we necessarily need to shield um, people from, uh, because if we shield people from violence, then it's going to be very hard to tell them to read the Bible. Uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament is full of violence. Um, we, you know, the act that we celebrate as the source of our salvation is a man being brutally nailed to a cross, um, and we. Uh, you know, maybe not in reform circles, but in lots of places and other in other denominations and in other faiths, 
Um, you see, um, or you see, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of like Catholicism and the crucifix. You see that, you know, that violence glorified and rightfully glorified, rightfully. And I'm not going to get into the like iconoclast, um, and, you know, crucifixes versus crosses situation here. But, mm-hmm. um, but we make much of that. And so the idea that um, the idea that there should be no violence is really a false idea. There is violence in the world and any game or movie or anything that's going to um, reflect reality is going to have that violence in it. But now we're talking about like the whole point of a game. We can kind of transition to like the whole point of a game is a violence. So like if you think about a game like Call of Duty where you've got your four friends or six friends, your six, your five teammates, you and your five teammates against six other people and it's just how many times can you kill the other person? Um, and um, does that does playing Call of Duty make you more violent or does watching, you know, Top Gear make you want to drive faster? Well, yes, to a degree, that's certainly true. Um, I mean, you if you see people do something over and over and over again, you are going to naturally have a proclivity proclivity proclivity. That was easy for me to say toward doing <laughs> that, that very same thing. However, um, there is a stark difference between seeing someone peel out and then wanting to peel out. And I bet you didn't peel out, by the way. Um, I, but, I did. That's so, true. Even though I wanted to yeah. impress my wife and peel out, yeah. I did not. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think you should talk to your wife about what impresses her. But, um, <laughs> she is married to me, so there you go. That's a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, you know. Uh, there is a difference between wanting to peel out um, after you see someone peel out and then wanting to kill someone because you put one pixel on top of another pixel and pressed a button on your controller. Um, There's a, uh, I think we do our students and people a a disservice when we say that, um, that, if someone plays a violent video game, then they're going to be more likely to commit real violence. That may be true on a very, very marginal level. Um, but oftentimes the people that commit the atrocities that we're talking about, like school shootings, I'm thinking specifically of the like Sandy Hook or Parkland shooting. Um, these people, um, they're already violent and uh, they're already and video, they weren't a normal kid who played Call of Duty and then were like, yeah, let's go shoot people. That is not at all what happened. All right. That, that's clearly not what happened. Uh, if you read about any of these people, um, it's not like, well, this kid was an all American, you know, a good student. And then he started playing Grand Theft Auto and now he's running people over in Charlottesville. Like that is not that's that is not the story of how these real world violent acts takes place. But if you're not careful and you read the media, we're so quick to try to blame it on things. We're like, well, it must be that it must be that this, this child, this video game is what made this child be angry. The truth of the matter is, is there's all sorts of violence in our hearts and don't take my word for it. Take Jesus's word for it. It's not what goes into a man, including video games that defiles him, but out of the heart flows all these evil things, including violence toward people who are different from us or people who Mm -hmm. have hurt us so the reality is, you know, and again, I can link you to some articles that I, I'll have to get on my browser and look them up. But I can link you to articles over and over again that prove that, you know, that 
that, that proved that playing Call of Duty or playing whatever, I don't even play Call of Duty, so I don't know why I keep talking about it, but like, it's kind of a really popular shooter, but like, playing Call of Duty has no direct correlation um, or causation to shooting guns or, or committing violence. Like, there's, you know, you, because, and there's data to back that up too, because you think about all the millions of people who play first person shooters and, you know, then one person commits a crime and it's like, well, it must be the first person shooters. Well, we're just going to ignore the millions of people who didn't go and shoot up the school who play that game and say, well, yeah, clearly you know, this one person did. That's bad science. That's, that's bad logic and bad science. It's not. So I've gone on. That's a rant. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's not a rant. I think it's helpful, but I think it is yeah. um, important for us to have a proper understanding of sin. I mean, as you just yeah. you know, quoted from Mark 7. We have to know, I mean, all of that wickedness is in our heart, it's in your heart, it's in mine, it's in everyone listening to this. Um, so we, we cannot just point to something outside of us like movies or video games or, or whatever. Um, we, we've got to look within and we've got to know our hearts are desperately um, sick for sure. And so, of course, you know, these things we've, we've got to be cautious just as... Um, you know, I see movies. Again, I'm, I'm using movies as an example because I don't play video games as much. I, I have to question, okay, why do I want to go see this movie? I mean, sometimes it is because, okay, well, this is a more violent movie, and that taps into something in my heart that longs to see mm -hmm. violence, and I've got to be cautious mm -hmm. of that. And so even for parents to talk to their kids and say, look, okay, maybe taking Call of Duty, for example, okay, we're allowing you to play this game, but even as you play it, let's be aware that you have – darkness in your heart that's going to be attracted to violence it's going to be attracted mm -hmm. to headshots it's going to be attracted to killing and you've got to be mm -hmm. you've got to be aware of that and we've got to maybe set some boundaries of not playing it as often or if we um, yeah even kind of having a, a mature conversation with your child of you know please come talk to us if you notice okay i think this is um, I'm, I'm being immersed in this world a little too much with violence and i need to mm -hmm. pull back a bit or you know just something along those lines Mm -hmm. And I think it's important also to say that like a good boundary to set is like not everybody should play violent video games. Um, Absolutely. You know, like um, and, you know, there are a lot of video games, good video games that are not violent video games. Um, so it's we're with such a general conversation. When we talk about video games because a video game is like Minecraft, but a video game is also Call of Duty. And those are very different video games with very different systems and very different like um you know, you know, you play Lego Star Wars or you can play, you know, Doom. And th those are just very those are both video games. But, you know, like Barney is a television <laughs> show and Grey's Anatomy is a television show. And we wouldn't lump them together. They're different um, genres so, for which, sure. Yeah. So there are different genres of video games, too. I think that's a, another thing that's important to remember. Yeah. All right, Kurt, something that we've also uh, brought up is uh, just – gamers and how there are you know celebrity type gamers i mean you talked mm. the other day about just the popularity of video games over movies and you know we might think of mm -hmm. movie stars as being influential but there are also gamers uh, that are influential and so just talk to us a little bit, bit about that world i know i mean twitch i mean twitch might be something that we should devote an entire uh, um, podcast to, to discussing, but just talk to us a little bit about gamers and uh, you know those influential gamers that are influencing uh, your children or students, um, and then you know maybe the platform Twitch as well. All right, um, sure. So uh, people who are really good at video games, other people watch them play video games, and that sounds really strange until you think about it. You know, like 
someone would say, why would I ever watch someone play a video game? I can play the video game. But, you know, the next question I ask is, why would I ever watch someone play basketball? I can play basketball. Well, because they're they're better than you at basketball, right? Um, it's much more enjoyable to watch LeBron James shoot three-pointers or Steph Curry shoot three-pointers than it is to watch me shoot three-pointers, even though I can do it. Um, so um, anyway, all that to say is that there are people who are really good at popular games and other people watch them and those people have a voice and it's an outsized voice. It's a voice that is reaching a lot of people. And so we would be, um, it would, it would be unwise of us to ignore that voice. Um, and there are a lot of, a lot of, uh, video game, uh, popular gamers that you might not want your child to listen to what they have to say about the world. Just like there are a lot of athletes or movie stars or television stars that you w- wouldn't want to listen to their sermons, be it LeBron James or be it um, Tom Cruise or whoever it is, they have a thing to say about the world and you would say, Oh, we don't want to listen to them. Um, well, the same thing would be true of a lot of video game players, a lot of these famous gamers, if you will, but there are good things out there. And one thing, and this is, can be kind of our cultural touch point for the week or, or where we talk about something that's happening in the culture is just recently one of the probably the most famous gamer in the world right now is a guy named Tyler Blevins. He plays Fortnite, which is the most popular game at the moment. And um, he goes by his moniker is Ninja. That's his um, gamer tag. And that's how everyone knows who he is um, They call and um, what they call him. But uh, he just got in kind of hot water with um, with some people because he said that he refuses that he makes it a policy not to play games on Twitch, to stream, that's what that's called, to stream with female gamers. And when they asked him why, they accused him of sexism and misogyny and all kinds of things. And his reason why was so enlightening because he said he's married and he said the minute that I play with a female streamer, um, if there's any sort of flirting or playful talk at all, that's going to get um, that's going to get republished and retweeted and put all over social media and um, and I just don't want to put my wife through that. And so to protect our marriage and to protect our relationship and to protect her, I just only play with other guy gamers. And he was roasted for that in the media. I mean, absolutely. He was called all kinds of things. And, um, you know, and the same people who uh, they said that he was pulling a Mike Pence. You can read articles where they say, you know, because Mike Pence refuses to eat alone with um, female co-workers or um, to protect his marriage. And when I read that, I mean, I just. I don't want to stand up and clap because I just thought, here's someone that a lot of our kids know. Okay. Here's a, and they, they know him because he's good at something that they'd like to be good at. And he's, you know, an engaging personality and he's famous. He is literally famous. Um, and he is sitting here defending his marriage and talking about, you know, decisions that he makes to protect his wife. And I just thought, wow, like, that is a great opportunity to talk with your student about what it means to be married um, and how like forsaking all, when you make a vow to forsake all others and to love only your wife, like why, why that's so important. So, um, you know, there are good things out there and they may be few and far between. I will definitely acknowledge that, but there are, you know, opportunities if your student is into gaming or, you know, you just, you're just confused about what an Xbox or a PlayStation is like, these are opportunities to talk about like really important issues and, these people are real people. We send, we tend to forget sometimes that celebrities are real people and we treat them like objects or we treat them like, um, we treat them as if, um, you know, we know them when we don't really know them. We know a character that they play or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but and it, yeah, it's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm jumping in on, on the, 
which highlighting the positive, and we we know, and I guess just talking about this this broader theme of um, just relationships between men and women. I mean, this is a hot topic right now. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's being discussed. Uh, Amy Bird, for some of you who know Amy Bird, she just released a book called "Why Can't We Be Friends," um, <clears throat> and she. You know, there have been articles uh, of people who praise her for this book, people who <laughs> disagree with this book. Um, uh, and so that's just something, I guess, as far as cultural artifacts to highlight, that's something to just be aware of as Christians. I know that book is out there and just to kind of look at it, to look at some of the articles for it, some of the articles against it as we continue to, um, you know, think about this this topic. But as you, you're highlighting Ninja and, and some of these celebrity uh, video these celebrity gamers and for parents to kind of be aware of the messages that they're sending is there any any place you can point us to hey here's a place to go to to find out a little bit more about ninja or here are some articles to read or um you know it could just be wikipedia but but what are some thoughts on that of parents kind of listening to this and thinking okay i want to know who are the top gamers that my kids are listening to or, or whatever just can you give us some guidance there sure um well i would say first of all that uh I would say first of all that if you um, if you look up um, well, I'll get here's an article right here. Um, there's a uh, there's I'm looking at an article right now from Christian the Christian Post, which I have no idea what what kind of what kind of magazine that is, um, but it's a discussion about Ninja and about the insane schedule that he has to keep in order to maintain his um, how 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 long he has to work, um, how many hours he has to play games in a row in order to keep, you know, um, his stream, uh, profitable. Um, but there's all kinds of articles, both Christian and non-Christian about Fortnite and about, about Ninja, um, and about Twitch. And, uh, there's, there's, there's articles everywhere. If you just Google, I mean, from the New York times to Forbes, um, to all, you know, all over the place where you, where you can find articles that, you know, talk about this phenomenon. Um, I don't have like, there's no, um, there's a Christianity today article about, um, about if you go to Christianity today, uh, there are several, um, articles about Fortnite, uh, which are more than likely going to mention Ninja. Um, there's there, I haven't ever read an article by a Christian publication about Twitch in general. Um, and about, about, how to handle Twitch, but, um, you know, uh, something like hundreds of thousands of people are probably watching Ninja play video games as we speak. So there's, there's plenty of places. He's very Google. He's very Googleable, if that's a word. Um, sure, there's a lot of places now. you can go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of places you can go to find out about him. Um, and there are a lot of streamers that you probably wouldn't want your child, uh, to, to watch, but I'll say something, one more thing about Ninja and I'm not his publicist in any way, <laughs> but he's just done some things. I'll say this. I don't know a lot about him, but he's done some things that made me think that there's, there have been Christians speaking into his life or his parents are Christians, or he might be. A, um, and he's got, there's plenty of bad things you can read about him too. I mean, he's, he's, but he, he knows that a lot of children watch him. And so he, he, uh, um, doesn't play with people he doesn't stream with other streamers who cuss a lot or who swear a lot because he knows he's trying he try, and he even rates his YouTube videos. He'll say like, watch this video. We're rating it, whatever, because so-and-so's on here and he says bad language or, you know, like he tries to keep his, 
channel positive and he tries to keep his channel um so he doesn't like really talk bad about other people he tries to, and he uh and he tries to keep his channel uh, profanity free and like do you know is he, is he a father i know he's married does he have a no, child uh, no, he, okay. no no he's only been married he hasn't been married that long that long um but uh so but no he's not a dad um so or not yet at least and um but just some of the things that he does parents of any persuasion but particularly christian parents can look at that and be like wow well this is something this is something that we want to celebrate and we want to encourage um he and you can find video of him swearing like it's not like he doesn't swear um that's but he as he's grown in popularity he has tried more and more to be um uh for his streams to be streams where um children can watch it as he's he's taken that responsibility of knowing that he's popular and he's tried to use it for good which i just i think that's good um i, I applaud mm-hmm. him for that yeah definitely. Um, there's i don't have a particular article like there's not been one article that i've read that's been like well this really sums it up well but um mm-hmm. yeah but, but like you said people can google and, and find out information on him i think it's just important like you're highlighting for parents to know okay there are these voices out there that are celebrity gamers um, if your children are really involved in video games, they're most likely listening to them. And so for parents, the takeaway is at least try to educate yourself on some of these popular gamers and you can, mm-hmm. you know, find that by a Google search. So, um, yeah, and I, I don't just also just don't just throw it out and be like, well, that's dumb. Like, mm-hmm. because you know, that, that would be a really bad way to engage with your student to say something that they're passionate about and tell them that's dumb that's instead, right. you know, let's try to find something that we can use to point them, um, back to, you know, what is really important about our faith and about Christ. So, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and ask, ask the good questions that you find out what itch, uh, this is scratching. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, Kurt, we need to wrap this up. Is there anything else? We again, did. Since you're the, uh, kind of expert on, on games, is there anything, <laughs> anything? You you how li- it's, it's funny how I've become an expert on games because like, the- <laughs> hey, in, in, re- like in reference to me, I mean, you're far yeah. advanced in this. So, um, on yeah, this podcast, I, you're the, the most, <laughs> uh, you get the most expertise. Yeah. Well, you know, um, professional restroom operator, um, magazine has said that this <laughs> podcast is the just, podcast to go to for all things video games. For the record, Kurt just wanted to Google some, some real magazines that are out there and start saying <laughs> that they're rating us and reviewing us. And so he's just found the most obscure true magazines. These are magazines that are out there. So that's Listen, what he's talking people about. Listen, people who run porta-potties are a big fan of this podcast. So <laughs> I think you should be too. Yes. Um, so, with that said, anything else, Kurt, to add to video games? No, I'm okay. sure we'll come up. It'll come up again, but for now, um, let's just call it. Yeah. All right. Well, Kurt, I enjoyed this conversation, and we hope it was uh, helpful for for parents listening. All right. See you later, John. See you, Kurt.